Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Indeed, our God and Father, you are great. I guess we say you are great because we don't have another word that we can use to express you, God. You are truly great. And great things you have done. And greater things you will do. For you are God. When you speak, it's already done. Truly, truly, Lord, mighty God, I don't know how we can thank you enough. I don't even know if I realize enough what you are doing in our midst and in our lives. I don't know about my brain. I don't know whether they realize. immeasurable favor you have bestowed on us. Your loving kindness, your faithfulness, that you God, my Lord, my Father who is in heaven, will think of us. And every time, every moment, you will reveal yourself the more and more. Jesus Christ said, no one knows the Father. But the Son, and only those that the Son has chosen to reveal the Father unto you. How blessed we are. And that's why last week, Lord mighty God, you started with us. The year has already started, my God. That's the way you've been doing it for quite a long time. That we should celebrate you, your goodness indeed. But to do so with fear and trembling. Lord, you've been so wonderful in our lives. This group you have chosen for yourself. I don't know whether we can even begin to thank you or to even to thank you enough. It's not possible, Lord. But there's only one way to thank you is to do what you have commanded to be done. That's the only way, Lord. The only way to appreciate you is to obey you. There's no other way. Because we can't give you. What can we give you, my God? Is there anything we can offer that he did not give us? So, Lord, we are very grateful indeed. And just want to thank you from the depths of our heart. Thank you so much, my God, for investing so much, for bending almost backwards to teach us and show us the way, the way to eternal life. That way, my God, which is so narrow and straight that very few. I pray you, Lord, that all your efforts in our life will never be in vain. We surrender all and say, please come again and have your way. Come, Lord, come. It's all about you. Let no man ever be seen or be heard or even share your glory. Only your spirit can come and instruct your children. We give you glory. And I pray, Lord, mighty God, who is in heaven, that your grandchildren will set to heart. That they may do what you want them to do. Not what any man wants them to do. Not what any church wants them to do. Or any human being at all. But what you want them to do. That you may reign and be glorified. Not only in their life, but in the life of others. Forevermore. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We're talking about our wonderful God. I don't know really. I have thought about it a little bit. And it has dawned on me 
to such an extent that I've cried and shed tears of joy in my heart. I yet tears of that fear because I recall very well that when the Lord called me, He told me that He will teach. He will teach me. He will show me the mysteries of the kingdom. I didn't know how far. And I don't think we have even started. We think we have started, but we have not started. This God, His ways are not our ways. But He made sure I understood that He remains God forever. He does not change. And I want everybody in this very ministry and those watching online to, to understand this. That's why it was the end of the year. This Lord took us through the topic of what? His nature. I want you to know my nature, my character. I am God. If you are dealing with somebody, it is incumbent on you to know the person you are dealing with. Least you step on him and you have a problem. Because he told us that I'm a merciful God. I am so kind. But I do not change. I remain the same. If you want to come to me, then come to me with clean hands. If you want to come to me, wash yourself first. You may please, Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. Can we read from 16, please? From verse 16. To, yeah, the to 18. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my Put eyes. Put away, as you hear his voice even today. Put away the evils of their doing before my eyes. Jesus. Otherwise, you cannot proceed any further. You cannot love God. You cannot love other human beings as God wants you to love them. Because you cannot love people enough. It is enough if you love them as God commands you should love them. And that is as God loves you. He said, put away those evils before my eyes. Yes? Cease to do evil. Cease to do evil. And it's not difficult. Please understand what I'm talking about. It's not difficult. You know, even when we just were just recently in Nigeria, I said the way of the Lord is the easiest way. Anybody, probably people will disagree with me. They say, ah, the word of the Lord is very hard. But can you tell me that? If you say that, then you're saying that God is lying. God forbid. God cannot lie. Because this God told me, he said, my body is what? My body is lying. He's the one saying it. Come to me, or you are heavy. You are so heavy. I want to take those burden away from you. So, I really don't know how to thank God. Believe me, if I just take one minute and pour my heart on how grateful I am. For this group here, I don't know where the Lord brought you from, and those online. It's like last week's uh, message. Some of you have thanked God and boosted it and boosted it and paying money and boosting it, and the thing has gone beyond maybe close to like a million people. And the comments have been unbelievable. It's only God doing it, not man. It's not man. Because even if I'm not trying to look at the message which was posted, there's no name there. This is the person who, who was speaking. So it's not like somebody trying to get in. Anyone who's trying to get attention is of the flesh. I want everybody to know that. If you want attention, you want to be seen by people, and boy, you are listening. That's because you're in the flesh. If you stop being in the flesh, you only please one. And then your life is made so simple and easy. That's why I told you not to, to I mean, not, not too long ago that God is the greatest simplifier of life. You want to simplify your life, follow his way. And forget about the ways of the world. That's why I say the ways of the world is too heavy. So what am I saying? I just want to thank God. I'm going to deal with some of the things that came up last Tuesday. And God will still teach us. You know one thing? I think it's gotten to the point where even myself, I was at the point saying, wow, my, 
these things that God has been teaching us. And for God to make it, somebody may be listening to it and say, Oh, I'm just saying that there are not ones who are hearing the word of God. That's not what I'm saying. But for this God to say that, you know, that even years of people greater than us have been seeking to hear this undiluted truth. It's grace. That is his truth. It's not the truth of the record of only human being being poured out and revealing the mysteries of his kingdom unto people who are nothing. And I wonder, who absolutely nothing. Why is God doing this? I wonder. From year to year, we thought, wow, look at what this God has done. And suddenly, we find out that we have not even started. Are we, are we, all, are we all here? You know, it's like we say, we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know this one here. I said, okay, you don't even know anything. Give me 1 Corinthians 8 2, please. 1 Corinthians 8 2. Yes. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. He knows nothing yet as he ought to know. What is he ought to know? Okay, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know what? That he doesn't know anything. No, 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 I'm trying to please understand what I'm saying. That's what God is saying. He knows nothing yet, and he ought to know that he doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. To the point that everyone thinks he knows something. I thank my God because many years ago, my goodness, I'm sure, I'm not talking just about myself. Many of us thought we man. We knew something. Are, we, am I, are you with me? We knew something. And then God's coming to strip something that your knowledge is what? Nothing. But just nothing. Even, even if your righteousness is like what? Right. What of your knowledge? Nothing. It's what, right? God bless you. It's, it's what? Okay, so let's look at it from there. That when God has taught you and transformation has come, then you don't even know anything. That's when he can instruct you. The very moment you think you know, then he says, since you think you know, then remain there. I will not instruct you because why teaching someone who, who says he knows? The person has become very unteachable. So now, even today, we still go back to not going back, but answer some of the, the issues that have come up since last, last week. There was a question, I mean, that's not a question. Someone wanted the, a full explanation. There have been so many. I'm telling you, God had raised a remnant following him. But if you still go online, you see horrible things coming from churches and pastors. It's beyond me. But at least God has remnant that following him now and believe this is the truth. Okay? And the comment, one of them I think actually was something that Sister uh, Goma started. But last, last week, and it was wonderful. Because when I said that it's not enough to obey, it was. Do you know when I got home, everything that happened last week, I have never in my life, because somebody was writing and said they never in their life had about something like this, but it is true when they started hearing it. I said, I didn't know. They said, What did you do? I said, I had no clue when that happened here. And I also said last, uh, last week, I said there are two categories of what? Barrenness. And one of them was said, Wow, where could barrenness should be barrenness? Why would it be two categories? I said, Well, that's how the Lord put it. So those two things, let's look at. But before we do that, I think it's worthy of constant reminder, constant and all of us, that there is nothing we can do that will serve, we have any relationship with God, except we fulfill the purpose of what? Of our calling. I want everybody to know that. And that's why we have problem. That's why we have even have problems. I may say that I've been transformed totally. But am I truly transformed totally? You don't even need to open your mouth and tell anyone that. Go and lock yourself up in the closet and begin to ask yourself, am I totally transformed? Or am I deceiving myself? Because God has said without it, nobody's going to see him. John Preckler said, he said, except one is born again, totally again, he's not going to see God. And that's that for the transformation. It's the purpose of our calling. But also, this, this afternoon, my eyes were opened a little bit further. Where actually I was told that there's a difference between calling and 
Let me ask you this. Is there a difference between being called and being chosen? Yeah, but uh, you're going to tell me why. <laughs> okay, so there's a difference between what I'm trying to say that. Remember, yet last week, all we're doing was going from being called and being chosen. The difference. That's why we could not understand when the issue of obedience. When I said it is not enough to obey, and we'll come to we will come to that. The purpose of our calling, and that's the purpose of anyone's calling. Everyone on this earth right now, one word or the other, because Christ came, is being called by God. He's the one to follow. But we also know that no matter whatever you do, except it draws you, are we all there? But that's his own mercy. And then we also know that before even you will go, you must have had and you must have also learned from him before you will go. So we know the purpose of our calling. My people, listen to me carefully. As long as that purpose is not fulfilled, you are wasting your time coming here. And I'm wasting my time because you're not going to see him. Are we all together here? As long as that purpose is because God is spirit. And you have to be transformed into the image of God's spirit. That's why he said his only begotten son. Otherwise, if your life remains untransformed totally, and that's the thing you have to ask yourself, then obviously Christ can invent for that individual. And may God forbid, there is nothing that holds us back from being transformed. That's not, because there is nothing on this earth. There is nothing on this earth. There is nothing that you can tell me that's what holding that. So hold everything of this of this earth loosely because you may not be there tomorrow. You may not be there no matter what. Once it happens, it has happened. That's all. And there is nothing that's going to happen today that you can never come to me and say, "Well, oh wow, this is new." You go to school. You want to graduate. The day you, in fact, you are looking for, you say, when I graduate, you graduate, your trouble starts. Are we all together? Then you have graduated. I want to take a, what do you call it? I want to get my license. Get a license. That's when your trouble even is multiplied. Because then you're going to work so hard. Whether you like it or not, let me tell you one thing that is nothing new on the report. Okay? Are we, are we all here? So, transformation is that issue. That you have to be transformed. That's the purpose of our calling. But then, let me ask you this. I ask you, transformation, this uh, being called and being chosen. What differentiates the two? What differentiates the two? Obedience. Obedience. Obedience to the call. Obedience to the call. God bless you, my Okay, but the, because the scripture tells us one thing, you are right. Many are called, but what? Few are chosen. Few are chosen. Why are few chosen? Even he told us one thing. Let me please, Luke 6 13. I wish you all were going to today. Luke 6 13. Yes. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. So he called my people. You began to tell me in this group where do you belong? I'll just say, uh, I'll online. <laughs> well, you, I want you to go out exactly where you belong. Go on, yes, please. And from them, he chose 12. And from them, he chose. Are we the chosen one? You know, we run all over the place. All over the place, they were the chosen one. Come on, finish it with me. The chosen generation. They, they were all high priests, whatever it is. We are the chosen generation. He said, but who is chosen? Let them go to come to it right Okay? Transformation. You cannot fulfill the purpose why God chose you until you are fully transformed. And you cannot even begin to be transformed until you are perfect in what? In love. Oh no, my people. Fear of God. What is the foundation of, of transformation? The fear of God. To depart from any and all the goodies. That's why we started this very evening. You have to. Otherwise, everyone has to. That's why you cannot pass any stage. 
You cannot reach transformation except you depart from any and all evil deeds. And without transformation, you cannot fulfill the purpose you are chosen. Are we, are we there? Yeah. You cannot fulfill that purpose. You see, Jesus Christ said, I come to do what? My father's what? Will. The work, read me please, John 4, 34. John 4, 34. Yes. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me mm -hmm. and to finish his work. So why did God send Jesus Christ? <laughs> why did God okay, let's go back here. Please, please, please go back here. That's the purpose of calling. God sent Christ. Okay? Christ had to be like who? Like God. Like God. Why? That's the only way you will fulfill the work of the Father. Please, let's make sure we get this. It's the only way you can fulfill the work the Father has sent you to do. It's the only way you can do it. And that is why he turned around and said, Well, I have finished that work in John 17 4. John 17 4. Yes. I have glorified you on the earth. Mm -hmm. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Now, can anybody tell me this? Forget about, okay, how does he actually glorify God on the earth? Oh, please get this one right. I know you obeyed. That's what I'm looking for. You're right. Okay, you finished. He there are two things there. He said, I finished the work. The other one said, I've glorified you. You know that's something he told us about what he did on this earth. Hmm? Give me please. John 17, 19. John, John 17, 19. Mm -hmm. And for their sakes I sanctify myself. For their what? Sakes. If he did not sanctify himself, would he have been able to get the disciples to follow along? No, please take me this because you see, we're talking about bearing fruit. We're going to go to it right now. He said, for their sake, Jesus Christ, everything he did was to be as who? On earth. And then from there, then he can fulfill the, the calling. No, the, 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 the reason why the Father chose it. So let's look at obedience that people ask for this point. I said, obedience is not enough. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Obedience without works. I also said it last week, right? Obedience without works is what? I said it's dead. Just like faith without who? What? It's dead. Just like love without obedience is what? It's dead also. Okay, let's see what, let's, let's get, get that, that obedience right now. What I'm talking about is this. Obedience is no obedience except it is perfect. My people listen to me. And I'm going to say what the perfect is. Because some of us think that, you know, uh, that shall not kill. That shall not commit adultery. That shall not this and that. After that, he says, ah, you know, I am ready to go to the kingdom of God. And the Lord says, have you fulfilled it? What has chose you for? Please, you see, this is so deep right now. You got to understand what I want to do. Have you fulfilled it? Look at what James was saying. Read me, please, James 2, 17 to 20. James 2, 17 to 20. Yes. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Mm -hmm. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Mm -hmm. Show me your faith without your works. Okay, so James is talking about what? Faith and what? I'm going to ask you a question. That's why I just wanted to remind you. Thank God. And I will show you my faith by my works. Mm -hmm. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Mm -hmm. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Oh, foolish man. So, what are the works that James was talking about? I told you to read from 17 to 20, right? Okay, look at the works. You see, everything I have faith, I have obeyed. This and that. I promise you that. We will go, go then to 13. From 13 to. You see what he's talking about? 
16, please. Okay, James 2, 13 to 16. Yes. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. If judgment is without mercy to the one, what? So, if I have and somebody is suffering, I said I have faith, I've obeyed God completely, but I don't help do anything, would I get mercy from God? No, my people, everybody's quiet now. Let's make sure we listen to this. No matter what we call God has called us to get this thing out to people who are petitioned. Everybody, if you fail to do that, then we have not showed mercy and we will not receive mercy. Read that one more time. For judgment is without mercy mm -hmm. to the one who has shown no mercy. Yes, because of God. Mercy, mercy. triumphs over judgment. Mercy. Mercy on other people triumph over judgment. Go on, please. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, mm -hmm. but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? What well, does it profit? That's okay. What does it profit? Are you following what? Please, let's get this thing. We don't have to rush because everybody needs to get. So, what is James talking about? Obedience is not total and complete. It's no obedience. Please. Then, you see, the same thing James was, was loaded here. Let me turn to 12. James 2 10 to 12. Yes. For whoever shall keep the whole law mm -hmm. and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and do, and so do, mm -hmm. as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. By the law of liberty. What he's trying to tell us that, if I say I don't do all this thing, but then when it comes to, like we said, bearing fruit, Getting out there, which is more important, we're going to come to it. Because there are only two purposes that God brought his only begotten son. Number one, to show us the way. The only way to show us the way and the life and the truth is to be as father, as an example, that we can see that and follow him. The next one is to seek for the what? The loss and save them. Without, if you don't combine this as a child of God, that's what we're talking about last Thursday. You've wasted your time. Please still bear with me. So, what says then Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ gave us something, telling us one thing that obedience, just simply obedience, I obey, I've obeyed all these things, but you leave the other matter. He said it's not enough. And he gave us, we're going to take two cases right now and see whether we can understand. Let me please. Matthew 19. Read from 16 to 30. Matthew 19, 16 to 30. Yes. Now behold, one came and said to him, mm -hmm. Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. But if you want to enter into life, mm -hmm. keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Do you understand what he's saying? I'm already, okay. What you told me to do, the commandment, I've obeyed, I've, I've kept them. Unto God. What do I still like? I'm okay now. And Jesus Christ said what? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfect in what? Love. Evil love. If you want to be perfect in disobedience, you're telling me I've obeyed. Oh. But if you want to be perfect, my friend, go on. Go. Sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Yes. But when the young man heard that saying, 
he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly I say to you, that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Okay, this young rich man obeys everything that he needed to obey, but he did not keep one. Go and fulfill what I have chosen you. That's the only reason why God has chosen you, brought you to him. Go and bear fruit. I want to see your fruit. I'm not talking about generally people who have called. The ordinary purpose for anyone who has called is what? They can fall into his image. But he told us also that when they called his disciples, he, out of them, he chose the ones he chose. And that's why you have to make that determination where you are. Look at Jesus Christ telling us this. That's one case study I want us to look into. This man was according to him, perfect. But he did not know he was not perfect. Because if you look at the son of the, the son of man, Jesus Christ, he said what? He was perfect unto what? When he perfected, was perfected what? In obedience. Then he became the author. Read me Hebrew, please. Five, eight, nine. Hebrews 5, 8 to 9. But I want also to, us to make note when Jesus Christ if you want to be what? Perfect. If you want to be perfect, this is the way to do. Go on. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Mm -hmm. And having been perfected, having been perfected, he, yes, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. That is why also, if you are perfected in obedience, the devil becomes subject to you. Give me Second Corinthians, please. Ten six. Second Corinthians ten six. Yes. And being ready to punish all disobedience. Yes. When your obedience is fulfilled. Only when your obedience is what complete and fulfilled. What if since actually we've been in this fellowship, you have had me use the word implicit, implicit every time. I said implicit obedience. What is implicit obedience? I told you obedience is not obedience. When I said last week. That obedience is not enough. I don't mean, oh, oh, oh. most of us you know what we do. We think we can be just righteous unto ourselves. Mm. We want to make heaven. Are you following me? You know, Lord, I am doing this, and I am there. He said, You are wasting your time. I didn't call you to become unprofitable. I didn't at all. And that's why Jesus Christ said, You know, if you actually say you are my disciple, Hi. Give me please. John 15 14. John 15 14. Yes. You are my friends if you do whatever I command. What is whatever? Thank you, Senator. That's total. So, what is whatever that Jesus Christ has commanded us? Is, is his commission part of that whatever he has commanded us? God bless you to the government. It's his commission, part of that. But most of us don't even regard that. There are some of us here that will die to make sure others are safe. But until, until the Spirit of God takes over you, where you are willing to die, that others may live, you have not started. You know, there's something Jesus Christ said. He said, there's no greater. See, love like I love. Give me please, John 15, 12 and 13. John 15, 12 and 13. Yes. This is my commandment, that you love one another mm -hmm. as I have loved you. Yes. Greater love has no one than this, mm -hmm. than to lay down one's life for his friends. There's no greater love than for one to die that others may live. And that's why he said, except a grain of wheat does what? Force. And does what? And dies. He's not going to be able to. I'm just trying to tell you right now. Why is why why is, why is God doing this with us? Why has He chosen us to reveal distance? This is deeper than what He did. It's so deep that you have to really catch it. That that's how God is. So in other words, 
This God is trying to make sure that none of us misses this rest to the kingdom of God. I'm telling you honestly speaking. We should be grateful by doing whatever it asks us to do. You know, every time I tell you when we come here, I say, have I asked you to do anything for me? Don't do anything for me. You're not my God. He didn't call me. The same God who called me can do whatever he wants to do. That's how God is. If he touches anybody, do something, he can do it. But go out and fulfill why your God has chosen you so that you will be with him. So that when actually you do it, you will reign with him and be glorified. And then when you reign with him, the God is also glorified on all things. So I'm giving you that one case study. But let's look at this, this one. Okay? You can see where Christ himself said, It's not enough to obey and do all this command. He told us with the word, the rich young man. But it's also you went for that to tell us something. Do me please. Luke 8, 15. Remember the, the parable of this, what, this, this, no, sorry. Okay, this one, go on, yeah? Luke 8, 15. Yes. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, mm -hmm. keep it and bear fruit. No, hold on. How did they hear the word with a noble heart? I know, but... Tell me, I'm just want to follow what he said. How did they hear the word with a noble, with a noble heart? heart. A yeah, a good heart. How? A willing heart. Yes. He's there. He's there. He said, number one, they had it because not the hearer, but what? So they kept it. Are we all together? But keeping it and hearing it, those are not enough. They bore fruit. My people is there with patience. I didn't write that. He said they had it, they kept and they, they had their fruit. So Christ is just still telling you that the way it's supposed to be. And that's why he told us, you see, that I didn't call you. Let me please John 15. 15 16. Father Christ, then so God bless you. John 15. I hope you take this off. Go on, please. Go on. You did not choose me. But I chose you mm -hmm. and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. I chose you. I didn't choose you to come and light the lamp so that you can see it. Let me tell you, my people. Do you know, I thought there's, there's this, uh, what do you call it, uh, there's a saying. That the taste of the pudding is what? In the what? Okay, why don't you tell me the taste of the pudding is when the pudding is the, the, the same pudding? Are you following? Does, does not that require that people will eat that pudding and tell you what the taste is of? Are you following me? And that's why you told us what is the purpose of having a lamp or light? If it doesn't show light, everybody gets. You are, let me please, Matthew 5. 13 to 14. Matthew 5, 13 to 14. Yes. You are the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. Mm -hmm. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Okay. A city that is set on a hill. Go on, finish it, my dear. Now, do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lamp stand, and it gives light to all who are in the it house? It gives light to all. The day will come, and the Lord will say, the light I put in you. How many people have you related that they can see it? I'm not trying to tell you right now. Whatever you, whatever that God gives you, use some of it to draw people to yourself. Mm. Otherwise, you are just not there. And that's why we're talking about bearing. We have, we have not gotten there yet. We still have time. Let's it. <laughs> not there. But then, you see, that's why the impactful, so powerful admonishment of Christ came after the parable of the soil. Can anybody tell me what it is? Repeat what? 
Okay, I don't know. That's what he means. I said, after the. <laughs> Remember, he said, the good seed that fell. No, the seed that fell on the good soil. Okay? Those ones who had, they kept it. And then, the more fruit. I said, after that, this God gave a very powerful admonishment. Can anybody tell me where it is? The same chapter. The same chapter. Let me, let me take what? Uh, let me look at the thing. Thank you, Pastor Charles. Look eight eighteen. Yes. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Mm -hmm. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, mm -hmm. even what he seems to have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. You know, most of us is like, and uh, uh, how am I going to eat today to do the work of God? I'm not talking about, please, uh, you know, you know, churches that sometimes money, money, money. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, whatever God leads you to touch somebody, it doesn't make a difference. And sometimes we have to calculate how about this, how about, and God is laughing. Look at, look at. Look at this individual, he's worried about preserving his life or her life, and cannot even preserve it. And I have a soul that's perishing. There's nothing God. God sent his only begotten son. In fact, primarily for one purpose, to ensure that no soul perishes. That's, that's what he said. Make sure, please, you go there and show them my way, so that they don't perish. And then, if he has called us and has favored us, and deliver so much. And my people, I know, God bless you. you you've been doing so much. But I still want to let you know. Buckle up. Do not worry about that. You will never regret that you're standing to save souls. Whatever it is, let, let them come. Let them hear. If you get it out there, even if it was an opportunity, you had a message out. If you want to boost it or whatever it is that to people, hey, if as long as you have done it, it you know what he told Ezekiel? Son of man. If I, you are, you are now what? A watchman. A watchman. If I raise a sword, and you see the sword, and you don't cry, if people perish, they will perish you because of their sin, but their blood will be open on them. But if you warn them, you have done your own. Let's do our own part. So look at Jesus Christ said, you know what? They said, take heed now, after telling you. That parable said, take heed how you hear. But I'm going to add something in the name of the Lord. Okay? It's only to take heed this, this evening. I'm going to ask you to take, no, take heed how. But I'm going to ask you to take heed when also. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to help you. Take heed when and where. Let's look at that before we move on. Take heed how. That is, you have what I've given to you. What are you doing with it? If you have half, obey it. But how do you obey if you obey half half? It's no obedience. Your obedience must be perfect. You cannot obey one and live another. That's what actually was angry with the, the, the Pharisees. Say, you Pharisees. Leave me Matthew 23, 23, please. Matthew 23, 23. Yes. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, mm -hmm. hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. Mm -hmm. These you ought to have done yes. without leaving the other one undone. Because if you let, as they left the other ones undone, that means they have not done anything. That's how God oppressed. So, but we say, take it how you hear. What have you done? You obey, yes. But even that obedience, what is, how about what I've given to you? What are you doing with it? Like the unprofitable servant. I've given you this to trade. But you, you came back to me. Say that you didn't even, you are hiding it. You didn't even make one thing. Therefore, thou lazy and wicked, what? Servant. You are going like unbelievers right now. Can you believe that? So take heed also when. I'm adding this one is I'm this one. Take heed when. Can anybody tell you what it means to take heed when? 
response time. And I think uh, what's up, what's up, as put, put I, I saw that one also there. On Hebrews 3, 7 and 8. He, which is what is actually the, the story of this very ministry. That's what this ministry. Because when God called me, he said, This is going to be the name of the ministry, this is the structure, no more. I, don't, I have never even thought about any name and I've never added anything. Yes? Hebrews 3 7 to 8. Yes. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, mm -hmm. in the day of trial in the wilderness. That's it. Do not harden your heart. Make haste when you have bread. My people, I don't know how many times this, this year, beginning of the year, the Lord cautioned us that we should take every bread this year okay, as if they were our last one. And if you look at it, that's the way it is. Any bread you take, might be the last one. Because the next one, we do not know. That's why, let me John 9, 4, please. John 9, 4. Yes. I must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. Mm -hmm. The night is coming when no one can walk. When no one can walk, the day will come. When you want to take action and repent and change totally, I will not be anymore. Time will not be there. So, take heed when you hear. And then take heed, that's the third one. Where you hear. My people, listen to me. Take heed where you hear. God has warned us and warned the very time. If you come here and he told us in 1 John 4, 1, he said what? Test every spirit. Question every spirit. Question what is coming out of my mouth. Why do you go to church and sit down there and whatever comes, you swallow it? The person who is speaking from the pulpit is a human being. If it's actually a man of God, a woman of God, you will only present what? The undiluted word of God. That's all I can tell you right now. Because God cannot call someone to contradict him. It doesn't work that way. And he doesn't call anybody for many, 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 many. That's not what it is. The first and the primary thing is salvation of souls. Because each person that God draws unto himself, that is saved, my goodness, can you buy that with a billion dollars? It will not work. So, whenever actually you're anywhere, question everything. That's why I said, take heed where also you hear. But because of time, let's get on with this. The barrenness. We're going to answer that one. God has dealt with obedience, telling you what it means that it is not enough. Obedience that is not perfect is no obedience. It has to be everything. And Jesus Christ said that you are my friend, you are my disciples. If you do whatever I command you, in other words, anything I've commanded you, do it just like I did with that of my father. So this is a situation that we need to deal with. Barrenness. And I said last week, there are two categories of barrenness. But then you see, let me put it this way. The first category of barrenness is actually barrenness as a result of perhaps not one's fault. You know that there are certain things that are barren because it's not their fault. Okay? The Republicans are not their fault. And they may be barren because of ignorance. Maybe body because of innocence. Maybe body, okay, because what faulty foundation. God will always have mercy on this one. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, people listen to me right now. But there are also those who make the same body. Anybody here? Is anybody here with me? There are people who make themselves what? Because why? They know the truth, but they are not willing to do it. Like the, the unprofitable servant. But you see, let me, let me tell you, the first one I said, that people or something, one can be buried, not because of one's fault, or because of ignorance or faulty foundation. So let us look, look 13, 6 to 9. Luke 13, 6 to 9. Yes. He also spoke this parable. 
A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, mm -hmm. and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. Mm. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. So in other words, if the burning tree changes from whatever the problem is, listen to me, and becomes better, what's going to happen? It will be what? Be grafted back. That's why you have mercy. God is like that. God does not punish an innocent or ignorant, but it's not possible. He doesn't do that at all. You see? So when something happens, God knows the heart. But He reads the heart of human being. He reads each one of us, he the heart we have. Whether we are like. Can you tell me something a little bit wrong with the, the, the unprofitable servant? There are some of human beings who will do that. What does he do with the master's system? Very, very, very. He benefited. Why? You know that some of us like that? I'm not talking about here. Well, I'm not a human being. As far as it has anything that will profit or prop somebody to make sure somebody to be better. To, to be better. We want to what? We don't like it. I will wait together. This man buried it. I'm not going to do anything. Because of that's why the master said you are so wicked and lazy. Okay? You are so wicked and lazy. And lazy. So, but finish this one then. Say, okay, if it's fertilized, read me Romans, please, 11, 22 to 23. Romans 11, 22 to 23. Yes. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. On those who fell, severity. Mm -hmm. But toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Yes. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. Mm -hmm. And they also. Are we getting that warning? Mm -hmm. Go on, yes. If they do not continue in unbelief, yes. will be grafted in. If they become fatal, they will be grafted in. But the individual who makes himself barren will never have mercy. Are we, are we here? We are, we are concluding now. The individual who makes himself barren, who is that person? He knows the truth and yet he knows what God wants. Please listen to him. He knows the truth. He knows the word. He knows what God is saying. And many times I've had it seen with somebody, people will just tell me, say, well, God, when God speaks to me, God has been speaking to you in this place and been speaking here and everything. He said, if you really want to serve me, then be as I am so that we can be one. Why do you have to be one with me? He said, because without me, you can do what? You can do nothing. Be one with me. But even if I told you are one with me, go. And fulfill what I've called you. Bring people unto me, whatever it takes. Are you willing to die that another can live? Or are you still there filled with, you know, the urge for self preservation and things that are in it? So that's why he told the profitable servant, you know, I'm going to cut off. But also, since we covered the profitable servant last week, let us look at Matthew 25, 41 to 46, please. Matthew 25, 1 to 46. 41 to 46. 41 to 46. Then he, he will also say to those on the left hand, mm -hmm. Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, as surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. You did not do it to me. Now, let me ask you this question, and that's that. I think we've done well with the time. 
if one who made, makes, uh, sorry, one who made himself buried will be cut and be cast into hell. We know that, right? Because the unprofitable servant knew what he was supposed to do, but he didn't do it. What is he doing? Okay. Let me send 28 to 30, please. Matthew 25, 28 to 30. Yes. So take the talent from him. Mm -hmm. He has lost it, and that's not, that's not all. Go on. And give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, mm -hmm. even what he has will be taken away. Yes. And cast and the cast. unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, the unprofitable servant received the same punishment as who? As the one that didn't have No, As what? As the grand? <laughs> the unprofitable servant received the same punishment. He was half in hell like who? Satan. Read the Bible, please. 719. Mm, God bless you now. <laughs> Matthew 719. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So, both of them were thrown into the fire. My question to you that's what I'm asking you. Who is worse? The one that bear bad fruit. The one that bear bad fruit? No. No. The unprofitable one that needs it. I know you're going to hell. That's a But now I'm trying to say, who actually is worse? I cannot believe that you guys are going on the wood. Remember a long time ago, the Lord said one thing. That the bad fruit, the bad tree, is worse than who? The barren. The one who is burning willfully, is it still, is it still barren, right? So what was the reason why the bad tree was worse than the barren tree? Because the duplication, the prolific. All these churches and everywhere are people preaching and raising people to go all over the world and damaging the kingdom of God. So even if I told you, cut both of them down and throw them into hell, the other one has no many disciples all over the all over the earth. And that's why God says that individual who is so wicked to produce this fruit, it will be difficult for the person to be forgiven. No matter what. Because the person is after when somebody is producing bad fruit like bad pastors and so on going all over the place, then that individual is actually a danger to the kingdom of God because the violence is committed from within. Okay? And that's more dangerous. Heavenly Father, we give you glory. Again, my God, my Father, I don't know what we have done to deserve all this mercy. Your grace, your favor, your loving kindness. Only thing, Lord, I can just say is thank you. Because you said you have mercy on whom you have mercy. Nobody can question you. I don't believe that we are even worthy to receive what we are receiving. But it has pleased you to do so. And all we can do is to bow. And say thank you, Lord. And pray, Lord, that your word will become fruitful in us. That Lord mighty God who is in heaven, that you will establish us. Father, I pray for that spirit of total transformation to enable your children. And I pray you, my God, my Father, also, that give them that spirit that they will freely, willingly, cheerfully reach out to draw people to you. No matter whatever it takes, they should do that, Lord. And put that as number one priority. That's why you came, my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, to seek the lost and save the lost. And you commissioned us to go and do this. If we don't, then obviously we have failed. Lord, we will not fail. I pray you, 
I thank you for your children who are here. I thank you, God, because you have used them in many different ways to reach the world. And I pray, Lord, that you will be able to multiply that effort and bless them, that their work may carry on and be fulfilled and be finished before your coming. We give you glory. Bless your children who are here. Bless your wonderful children online and continue to encourage them and continue, Lord, to minister to them yourself. Let your spirit go with them. And wherever they are, establish them there, Lord, unto your truth. We give you glory. We thank you. We magnify your name. And say, Blessed be the name of the Lord my God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.